Alright, here we go. Hello everyone and welcome to Let's Be Real. On today's show, we are going to be covering Ezra Miller's arrest, the ramifications of the Will Smith slap, the first reactions to the third Fantastic Beast film, House of the Dragon release date announcement, the cast of Nolan's upcoming Oppenheimer film, and of course, our box office roundup. So yeah, some good stuff here. Uh, you guys know the drill, but for those of you tuning in to Let's Be Real for the first time, essentially what we do on the show is that we cover the big news of the week, covering uh, you know everything in the world of movies, TV, streaming, and more. My name is James, and I am the host for today's episode. As per usual, I'm joined by Nan. How we going, man? Yeah, I'm good. It's a Monday, so, you know, bit of a drag. One of those days, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got nothing alcohol can't fix, you know? <laughs> I know the feeling. And I'm joined by Kine as well. How's it going, dude? It's good. I'm with Nan here. You know, Mondays are rough, but, you know, once you're through it, Tuesday's a little better. Oh, mm. mon- mon- Mondays are always tough, yeah. But, I mean, I always love... Something I love about Mondays is that we come here and we talk about movies, the things we like, and it's always a good time. That's true. It's an upside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after, I don't. Okay, (laughs) get out. (laughs) No, but but after work, I get to come here. I get to talk about movies. Um, but yeah, I wasn't going to address this, but I am going to address it now. Um, just in case anyone who regularly listens to this, you know, wonders where I am or if I'm dead or whatnot. Uh, this is my last podcast week for a little bit of time. Mm. I am going overseas for a trip. Finally, I've been planning it since 2019. So I'm finally... You are leaving our shores. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know. I'm super excited to finally, you know, go and have a holiday for myself and yeah, finally get to, you know, de-stress, recharge and everything like that. Um, yeah. so, so future mm. work. Uh, warning for you listeners next week you're just going to be listening to me and kind yeah yeah yeah, yeah get used to these bloody boring voices yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm <laughs> sorry i'm sorry guys i'm gonna be i'm gonna be here as soon as i as soon as i can but i it'll hope be more, it will be more fun than james for sure okay <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that um i'll be listening overseas um but no i i i mean i hope that i'm back before um you know dr strange because yeah, we've been definitely. talking about that movie definitely, for ages yeah. and I really want to be a part of it when we guys are all talking about it in the podcast. And, you know, these are part of the highlights of my week is coming here and talking about movies, you know, in this podcast and just yeah, having a great time with you guys. So, yeah, I hope that I'm back as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But um, before we get started, just want to take a quick moment to thank anyone that is joining us today on Let's Be Real. Uh, we do appreciate it. And we hope that you guys are having a fantastic day. And as always, it's always a pleasure to be a part of it. Said always twice there. Um, There is lots to discuss and banter about here today, lads. So let's get to it. Now, I was going to open up with the Ezra Miller controversy, but I came across something today. I don't know if you guys have seen it. You guys know Tyrese Gibson? Yes, Yes, I do. Yes. Have you guys seen what's going around today? No, not at all. No. So there... (laughs) April Fool's joke. This was posted on April Fool's. There's a Photoshop picture of um, Martin Scorsese in front of a, a Morbius backdrop. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, like he's gone to the cinema. Yeah, I've seen that yeah, And it's like a, a fake quote about how this is the truest height of cinema. Um, a wise man knows when he's wrong. And I was wrong. Um, I apologize to all comic book films. Because you know, you know it's like recently, you know, sort of comments about how... He wants to be Green Lantern? No. Oh, no, 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 Martin, Martin Scorsese. Oh, Martin Scorsese. Sorry, Martin. Okay. I thought it was Okay, now that yeah, you just okay, said yeah. that, I would kill to see Martin Scorsese as a Green Lantern. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got confused here, James. Carry on. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, I, yeah. I know his comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was posted online. And Tyrese Gibson reposted that on his Instagram saying, wow, wow, wow. And all the stuff like, this is the king of kings of cinema. This is such a great honor and stuff like that. And it's just been like, I've just seen it so much there how like it, he believed it and he posted it <laughs> on his Instagram, which has now been deleted, of course, because he knows that he was wrong. But, you know, if you see your film, you know, under 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, an obviously fake image of Martin Scorsese <laughs> in front of Morbius and him saying it's the truest height of cinema. What is the thought process of like someone posting that and him actually believing it? I just, I, I, I um, feel it's something like, like, you know, when you're like so happy, so sad or so mad, you know, you, you get that, like the tunnel vision, so to speak, the, you know, the red, the red vision, uh, we see is red. <laughs> Probably that's what, gibson was getting here like he was so excited in that moment all he could see was just i guess happiness is yellow so what he saw was happiness yellow uh. <laughs> and i was like yo martin scorsese said this yeah. about our film and so he like retweeted it and then i guess like a few hours later or whatever mm. he realized like oh shit this is not it <laughs> oh just hilarious you can't make this stuff up <laughs> it's yeah. just funny um but yeah, I just want to open up with something light because we've got a couple of serious uh, topics to sort of go through right now. Mm, so, yeah. yeah, first up, you know, we have, you know, a Hollywood actor being problematic, you know. Um, I just want to get through these uh, two topics first so we can talk about the things that we love, and that's movies. But, yeah, Ezra Miller, we know that. He's coming up in the upcoming Fantastic Beast films. We see that tomorrow. Um, and, you know, he's repli- reprising his role as The Flash, and as the flash yes um but yeah this story is just it's ridiculous it's weird and it's stupid and it's gonna sound like i'm making it up but i'm really not Mm. um yeah so ezra miller was arrested for disorderly conduct and harassment he was at a karaoke bar in hawaii where he supposedly was drunk snatched a microphone off a woman and lunged at a man playing darts yeah that's not it um it it does get worse than this (laughs) You know, he'd been staying with a couple after they met at a farmer's market in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, this, yeah, this, this is a true story. Um, but yeah, anyway, they bailed him out for $500 after he got arrested. And then after that, he bursts into their room, threatens to kill them. And he states, and I'm going to quote this word for word, I will bury you and your slut wife. Yep, he says that. Then steals their personal belongings, you know, social security cards, wallets, passport, driver's license, bank cards. Yeah, he does that. And, you know, according to officials in Hawaii, Ezra Miller, has he's been the source of 10 police calls since March 7th through minor disturbances, you know, filming people at gas stations, hanging it's around. Less than a month. Yeah, hanging around certain areas for too long and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's a lot to digest and this is kind of serious stuff um i just thought it'd be important to talk about you know the will smith and chris rock situation it's it's overshadowing this i'm hearing Mm. no discussion about it and i think there needs to be discussion about it because there are ramifications to the film to upcoming films and sort of the film industry as a whole in its own way so so lads what do you guys think about ezra miller's behavior here and how that's going to affect his career in hollywood and also do you think this is going to have any, you know, implications on the Flash movie that is coming in a year's time? Mm. Uh, in terms of Ezra Miller, I don't care. 
I don't like him. I don't like him as a flash at all. <laughs> terrible casting choice. Uh-huh. Um, he has clearly had past issues. I mean, what was it last year, year before, where he physically assaulted someone? And choked oh, a woman, yeah. right? Choked someone on mm. camera as well. Mm. Warner, Warner Brothers did nothing. You know, yeah. they just bat an eye. And then the Amber Heard stuff came out. Johnny, the John Depp stuff came out. Mm-hmm. John Depp got fired from mm-hmm. Fantastic Beast. Amber, Amber Heard kept her job. Like Warner Brothers now has so many controversial actors on their books. Yeah. And not for the right reasons as well. Like mm. they, they need to actually open their eyes and realize that this is not okay. Like mm. this is like what you said, like what did you say? 10, 15 Ten calls, ten, ten calls. Ten calls past month. We're April 4th. Yeah. And you said March 5th. March 7th, yeah. March 7th, but sorry. Still, yeah. yeah, like, that, that. that's not a good look for this one particular character. Mm. And unfortunately, it's not doing good for the Flash and the Flash brand. Yeah. If you think about it, this Flash movie is the first Flash film ever, live action. Yeah. And this is how you want to represent it, like, with having this controversial actor mm. with, like, this this many issues behind him like it's it's not good like i i like the flash yeah for me cw grant gustin perfect flash he's, he's great, great. Eh? he embodies yeah. the flash perfectly in terms of like his morals of the flash his commitments as a flash and like his family like mm. you know his uncle uncle so to speak quote quotes and like iris west and stuff like that like yeah that's perfect but in this version of flash you'll barely get except for like a less than five minutes seen in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I think personally what it does for the Flash film, it's it's, it's not good. This this is probably might be the reason why it got delayed. Warner Brothers might have seen this early and delayed Mm -hmm. it for this particular reason. And they're just trying to figure out what to do. But they can either recast Flash and start anew. I don't know how far into filming this film is at the moment. Yeah. I mean, if it's like, I don't know, like five weeks. I, b- I believe it's finished filming and the delay was for more VF or like better VFX to polish it up. And all right. That. Okay. So they probably can't recast now. Do you think there'll be any th- changes to it based on this? I think Warner Brothers should mm. get rid of Ev Zamrilla. Yeah. Make this th- like, they don't even need to like get rid of him in storylines. Like you can just easily recast him. If they just want to, like, you know, go under the radar with this. But this is, like, two, within, like, two years, plus all those from March 7th. Like, yeah. get them off your books. There's a pattern here. Get them off your books now. I mean, you're, like, people are already disgruntled over Amber Heard being in Aquaman 2. Like, this is not good for the DC brand and Warner Brothers brand as well. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Tom, what's your take? Um... I mean, you've said it all in a sense, but in a way, Warner Brothers is not concerned at all with with what is correct and what is not. They, mm. they, they've shown to be risk ta- a risk taking studio. Yeah. Mm. They don't bet billion, like hundreds of millions of dollars for no reason. They bet it for the sake of betting. And if the Disney James Gunn fiasco has taught us anything, it's that. <laughs> When you react quickly to something, it can end very badly for you. And you mm. need to then retract it. Mm. Disney was in that exact situation. James Gunn said some tweets that were inappropriate. 
Disney fired him. Yeah. Then they had to retract that and rehire him later on. When you're too reactive to a situation, you then have to retract it. Mm. I'm not saying it. what Ezra Miller is doing is correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that Warner Brothers is doing the company decision. Yeah. And they're waiting. Yeah. They're waiting to see the reaction. I also don't think... I, I also agree with you in the sense that there's a pattern here. Mm. Um, they didn't do anything about the Amber Heard situation. And rumor has it, a large reason is that a reason for that is because Heard won a case in France mm. for uh, in favor of her yeah. over a situation. I don't know the entire details. Mm. I'm sure there are people who, who understand the details better than myself. Yeah. Um, but that gives you then reason to believe that you can move forward with a film mm. because she's won a case. Yeah. Um, and so this is, this is Warner Brothers doing a studio decision, mm. just like Disney did with James Gunn. This is not surprising. Um, yeah, what Ezra Miller has done here, I think is pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of made me drop my jaw. Um, I don't know if I would say it's more, it's, it's bigger than what the, the whole Will Smith fiasco, because the, the thing is about the whole Will Smith, Will Smith fiasco is that it was public on live TV to tens of millions. Yeah. And, and it, you know, I don't know how many people have seen that video. Maybe a billion, maybe a billion, <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, it's it's everywhere. They're still talking about it. They're so. still talking about yeah. it. Um, so the, the level of publicity regarding that is insurmountable compared to Ezra Miller's entire fiasco. Yeah. That being yeah. said, what it means for the Flash and the future of it, um, I don't. Th- I I honestly don't believe Warner Brothers will do anything about it. And I know that's the brutal, that's the brutal truth. It might. Yeah. But it might be reality. Uh, I yeah. think that's really, I don't think they'll do anything about it because they didn't do anything about Aquaman. Mm. Um, and Amber Heard's in that. I don't think they're going to back down here. Yeah. Um, and they're just that kind of company. They're the kind of, um, I don't mean this in a way to praise them, mm. but they're, they're the kind of company that they do something and they stick to it. Yeah, I guess it shows loyalty for the actors that they cast. I guess that's the only. Price I mean, unless you Johnny Depp, but... <laughs> and they'll replace you and pay him ten to fifty million dollars. because yeah, of contract things. So. He still got paid though, right? He did get paid, but it's it's weird that they do that. And and going back to your point about Amber Heard winning a case, she won a case because uh, the Sun, a uh, news publication, they publicized Johnny Depp being a wife beater. And that was the case that she won. He was trying to go against that name. I don't know. I don't know the details of the whole divorce and the abuse or whatever happened there. Right. I've heard different I, I agree. On both I sides. don't know the details either. Yeah. All but, I know is that a case yeah. was won on her side. She won a case on based on how he was labeled in the media. Okay. Not based on the actions that he the did or she that did. took place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to judge in saying Warner Brothers made a mistake. Correct. Or, yeah. It's not about what is correct or not. It's about mm. perception. Yeah, And at yeah. the end of the day, perception is all that matters yeah. within the media is yeah. that who is perceived to be right or wrong. Mm. Uh, and the brutal truth is the facts don't matter. Yeah. It's like Will Smith going up on stage and smacking someone. He could have a hundred reasons for that. A mm. hundred personal reasons for doing that. But none of those matter. Yeah. Because it's about the perception. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, 
but yeah, it's kind of sad this has been overshadowed by the whole Will Smith thing. Um, you know, in my mind, Will Smith is redeemable. He seems to be putting things towards action and all that kind of stuff. And, but Ezra Miller, man, there's a pattern here. Yeah, he, I mean, he, right. ch- he choked out a woman a couple of years ago, yeah. and that was caught on film, and now he's getting arrested and doing all this stuff. It just sounds like he needs help. You it's know, true. I've heard, you know, part of the reason of Flash being delayed um, as well is because of his severe mental problems, and mm. I, I think he needs help, and I'm not trying to endorse that, um, you know, he's doing it out of mental problems, and I don't want to, you know, um, perpetrate the stereotype that, you know, maybe... People with mental health issues are, are dangerous or violent, or you know, have um, you know, commit bad behavior and all that stuff. But something needs to be done here to deter this kind of behavior for future, because you can't just let Ezra Miller just do this and keep him around. And the more it happens, the more people are going to catch on. And how yeah. do you do press? Like, how do you do press, press for this yeah. film? You can't interview him because like the media is just going to be like, hey, can you explain yeah. what happened in Hawaii? And then the best thing is he has no comment. Yeah. It's best to avoid And it. every outlet's going to try and get detail out of that because they can they can sell it. They can get yeah. clicks out of that, whatever his comments and reactions are to it. Yeah. I mean, I think the, yeah. the fundamental question here is how do you not? That Warner Brothers have sunk how much into this movie? I mean... The Flash. I mean, delayed it like I mean, you've, you've got Ben Affleck, Return for his final... Supposed mm-hmm. final, and you have Michael Keaton returning since '89. Yeah. Oh, sorry, '92. For this, easily use them to as the main interviewee sort of sort of spokespeople. I mean, you you're not wrong, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, you can't discard the yeah. Flash from the Flash. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two hundred. Yeah. Two hundred. Say, say this movie is two hundred million dollars mm. based on all the delays. I'd say it's about probably more. It's probably more, but yeah. let's say it's two hundred million dollars. $200 million to any studio is a lot of money, even to Marvel. Yeah. Even to Marvel, it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and it, making a loss on it is a hard hit. Yeah. It's a hard hit. Warner right. Brothers is good at making losses. They are making good at losses. They make a lot of chances. Yeah. They make a lot of failures. They make mm. some successes. Mm. Um, and they lose a lot of money. Yeah. Sometimes they make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. seen um, that movie, All the Money in the World. Yeah. Remember, it was Kevin Spacey, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. He was playing the role, and it was like, what, four or five months away from release? Yep. And all the news came out about what he yeah. did and stuff, and they recasted him and shot those scenes individually. Was it yeah. Christopher Plummer? Yeah. Yeah. And he got nominated for that at the Academy, yeah. yeah. So... So are you saying, are you, sorry, are you saying that they should do something similar to this? Just like I'm saying, shush, recast no, the Flash, no. get rid of Ezra Miller, and do it individually. I'm saying it's possible. I don't think they'll do it. There's yeah. also, um, I heard uh, the suggestion that this could be the uh, they could do a first, you know, deep fake for oh. the entire film. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but like a, a studio on where they put like money behind it, not some you know YouTube version of it. Yeah. But you know, like there's routes they could do. And sadly, I don't like to say this, but I do lean with kind here in that I don't think anything will come from this. Mm-hmm. And that's just a sad reality at the end of the day. Um, I think Warner Brothers has a nice little cushion from, you know, the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing to just push us aside and all the focus be on that. So totally right. Yeah. yeah. That's just the way things are. Again, as Kyan said, it's about the perception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People perceive Will Smith and all that. 
But anyway, it's rewind. T- it's rewind time. Oh, oh. yeah. Understood that reference. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good one. Um, last week, you know, everyone, everyone on the planet, a billion people, um, they saw what happened. You know, amid the Oscars, you know, Will Smith, Chris Rock. I'm not going to go into the details because you know we've spoken about it twice here now, and yeah, everyone knows about it. But you know, it's in global news. It's everywhere. Everyone's coming out. Every celebrity has to have an opinion about this. For my boy Daniel Radcliffe, he refuses to have an opinion. I respect that. But I've heard so much about it all week long. Um, but yeah, Will Smith. Um, I didn't want to. Yeah, I actually didn't want to cover this, but some stuff has come up. I think we have to cover it. He he's resigned from the academy, and I did some digging into what that actually means. Um, he's still going to retain his Oscar for King Richard. That's not going to be taken away based on resigning Mm -hmm. he can still be invited to future oscar ceremonies he can still be nominated for awards but he's no longer voting member of the oscars that's the only thing that he loses from resigning now the academy they're still going to follow up with their disciplinary process so they can provide or they can do further punishments to um this right now the sags have also been in contact with the academy to you know go through their own disciplinary process for what they saw as well and you know yeah furthermore like two future will smith films have been put on hold sony's bad boys 4 and you know netflix fast and loose i've also heard that there was a film in development about will smith's biography Mm. autobiography a a film about his life on hold now so lads do we think this is going a bit too far on the punishment side or isn't is there like more to be done in terms of addressing this situation? Um, his resignation from the Academy is entirely symbolic at this stage. Um, he's resigned, but he's still eligible. He can still go to the Oscars. Mm. Still be nominated. That's, um, that's confusing. In in every sense, <laughs> he hasn't left the Oscars. Yeah. Except yeah. for the symbolic uh, can't vote now. concept of not voting mm. or seeing screeners. Yeah. To, to, to me, that's not punishment for his actions. That's not recourse at mm. all. Um, recourse is... I don't think his Oscar should be taken away. Yeah. But I think that he should not be able to go to the Oscars. Again. Yes. Um, I think that at some point you need to draw a hard line okay. and say, and, and I, even though it may not be fair to Will, mm. even though saying you can no longer go to the Oscars ever again, mm. even though that may not be fair to Will, yeah. it, it's not necessarily what it's a, what, about fairness. Mm. Because, I mean, if you look across many laws and many results of law, mm. you'll find the punishment isn't actually fair. Yeah. It's about the system that's in place mm. and the system is in place is to disbar the thing from occurring yeah. again. Yeah. That's the whole point is yeah. to prevent people from doing it. Yeah. Punishment is a deterrent to crime. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the whole purpose of it. And so when you put a harsh enough punishment there and put it in place, you say you, you, you put a precedent in state yeah. and say, no, this is, this will not happen again because if you do it, there will be these consequences. Mm. Yeah. Um, do I think Will personally deserves it? Do I think that Will was, um, you know, 
in his own mindset and probably a lot of mental um, clouds at the time, like many people are. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, do I think it's fair that he loses on all those opportunities? Yeah. You know, for life, probably not. But, you know, I think for the greater good of sending the message to what the Academy stands for, yeah, I think so that... So just a sh- little bit of time for a break and Will Smith appearing in future films. And then... Look, yeah, like, I, I, I if, if Roman Polanski can go to France and continue making films and, and for these other people who are, you know, removed from Hollywood, can go on and continue doing it, you know, um... There's absolutely no reason why Will can't. And in fact, I think Will should be able to do that. I think he should be able to express himself. Mm -hmm. um, And I think he should be able to express himself within Hollywood. Yeah. But I don't think he should be able to do it at the Oscars anymore. Yeah. So um, just going back to your comments, you say that he should be expelled from the Academy, the membership wise. So he shouldn't be allowed back to the Oscars again, right? Correct. Should he be allowed to be eligible to be nominated and to win an award again that's a hard one um because at the end of the day i think it really depends on the academy's decision yeah i, I can't say what's the academy's decision it's gonna it's, it's gonna be tough eh? it's gonna be tough yeah. i personally think he shouldn't arrive, go back to the oscars because i think it's it's about the precedent yeah it sets mm-hmm. i can't tell what he's worth his acting is worth. I can't tell whether the quality of, of his skills are worth what. Mm. Um, that's not for me to say, but um, I can say that I don't think he should be able to present a ward there yeah. or be there. Okay. That's what I can say. Nan, what, what about you? What, what do you think about this? Well, up until like three minutes ago, I didn't realize that uh, him resigning didn't mean that he can't like still go to it and he wouldn't get his... Um, Oscar revoked and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought when he resigned, like he gave up all of that. So yeah. makes my points a bit mute here. But <laughs> let's go with the fly now. And um, <laughs> I guess, uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I guess uh, you can't go to the Oscars anymore. In terms of if I think he should be nominated, if he is the best actor or best director for that year, he should. Because mm-hmm. the term off that category is best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't matter. My my opinion, anyways, is it doesn't matter what controversy you have. If your talent is this, you know? Yeah. And you do that to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. which get should get recognized, you should get recognized for that. Yes, it'll be with an asterisk, you know? But, yeah, yeah. But you should still get recognized for that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't think you should attend the Oscars. I wouldn't say forever off a simple slap i understand where you came from kind that's a president but uh, there's worse from what oscar nominees have done in the past yeah you know yeah. a simple slap i mean it's just it, it, it it's a big deal but it's not at the same time you there's you, know? you can look at it two angles and yeah. understand both sides quite easily I yeah, feel. yeah. Uh, like like yeah violence isn't the answer blah 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 but then again it's, it's just a slap like yeah. that's true I mean, it's I mean, the, the uh, small act if, but- if it, yeah, mm. sorry. If it was a punch or like full on punches, like where you like, I don't know, UFC pummeled him or something. Yes, done. Yeah. He's fucking dead. Yeah, okay. Pretty right. much from no, not dead physically, <laughs> but dead from the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yes, you know. But like, it's just a slap. Like, mm. 
I'd say give him like, I don't know, 10 year ban. He'll be like, what, 60, 50? I think he's 53 now, so he'd be yeah, 63. 63. He, mm. he, he would have learned his lesson. He would have grown. Mm. He would have yeah. had the opportunity to like, you know, take mm. classes, build upon himself to become a better person. Yeah. And okay. that, you know, say 10 year period. Mm. But like yeah. during that 10 year period, he can't go to the Oscars and he can't present any awards. He can get nominated. Via virtually, if he wins. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um. And you know all these cancelled projects coming up now. Yes. Fair um, or not fair? Yeah. Uh. To be honest, I didn't even know Bad Boys Four was a thing. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> they. I think they'd written like forty pages. They'd given it to him, and uh, now they've put it on hold. Yeah, that, that's a bit different. I mean, it is harsh, but because it's so fresh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's. Yeah, sorry. It's it's harsh, but because it's so fresh, it's not harsh, you know? Mm. Like, I reckon that Will Smith um, autobiography thing you said, mm. like, just knowing about Will Smith and his character, how he had, like, less than, like, two bucks in his pocket, he went into Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, became a millionaire. That is a great story to be told. Yeah, I, mean, I do so, agree it's, with it's that. similar yep. to The Rock. I mean, he had two bucks in his pocket, became a professional wrestler, made... Fame through wrestling and now being and being like the most electrifying man in, in all of sports entertainment. Went yeah. to Hollywood and he's just blown up. Yeah, rock the rock biography should happen. Will Smith biography. But should what's happen. what's the point but, in a um in a documentary that's doctored? You know that that isn't shown the real will. Uh, I, feel, I mean, most are right. Most yeah, biographies say, yeah, are. Most are. I mean, if they were planning this already, they weren't planning for say this past two weeks you know yeah. they're planning yeah. for you know that saga of him going from a struggle to fresh prince to success mm. and they can sort of cap- capitalize on that and just drop the past thing i mean it'll be yeah. a, it'll still be a good wilson story mm. and see a struggle and stuff like that and and i think this is probably the only project of his um from the three that you said in your yeah. um, speech that should probably go on but bad boys four i don't think anyone wants it and i think it's ha- i'm fine with it right now the, the third one made some decent money the box office before the pandemic so you never know yeah. i mean you know uh, i don't think it's technically really ethical to have him making films right now i, I think not he needs, right now yeah, no, he yeah. needs to be working on himself and yeah. helping himself and, and, and doing those sorts of things. He needs a sabbatical, so to speak. So to speak. Like sport, I, think, I think that's a good yeah, term to yeah, put it in. Sporting yeah. players takes like, in the sporting industry, players take like six months to a year, a bit more. Yeah. Take a break. They go overseas and play for a different club and then come back. Mm. Will Smith should take six months, maybe a year, out of acting, working on himself, and then come back as a better person. Because I feel... And I know that he'll be able to do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, in terms of, you know, problematic actors, Will Smith's name has never really come up. Mm. You know, he, he said some stuff and, you know, the way he thinks is kind of well documented. Um, but in terms of his behavior, we haven't really seen it like this before. So I don't think any expulsion from anything. I, I mean, I completely get where you're coming from to set a precedent to precedent to and then to like deter the behavior of any future mm-hmm. potential kind of like behavior coming up again um but yeah i don't think the world really wants to see anything will smith anytime soon yeah i think these projects should be put on hold i, I think that's a good keyword there's hold wait and see how this goes on people may just sort of 
it may just fade away from people's minds and that's just the reality of it um but in terms of you know as academy membership and all that we'll see what the academy does on their side of things um and then whatever they decide i think i'll just i'll just agree with what but they've what, done what do you think is just I have a different question after you answer his. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, so I'm answering, I'm asking, uh, I'm answering questions right now. Um, but you know, it's, it's like I said last week. I don't think it's changed uh, since then because we've seen his apology. He's resigned. I get a really sincere feeling that he actually wants to work on himself. I think he feels remorse for this. Mm. I'm getting, I'm getting that feeling because this doesn't feel like Will Smith, like what mm. he did, and. Yeah, there's no pattern here, as we just talked about. So I think a three to five suspension from all Hollywood, all Oscars. Go and improve yourself, dude, and just get to a better place, and then, and then mm. I think it's fine. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you mm. said early in your question, and this relates to the question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Both. Um, you said that the Oscar or the Academy was not going to strip him off his award. Mm. I mean, he's already resigned and he's not going to get his Oscar stripped away. What more can the Academy do besides slapping him with a fine? I mean, bar him from attending the Academies ever again and bar him from yeah. getting an award ever again. Do, does that not count as him resigning? No. no, him resigning means that he is not a part of the voting system anymore. All it means is yeah. that he doesn't view screenings and he doesn't vote. Oh, that's... Yeah. It's not... It's yeah. not, as that's, I said, yeah. it's purely symbolic. That, 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 that's that, all that's he can, not what yeah. I thought when he resigned. Yeah, so, yeah that, okay. that's all he can do. The Academy, I think, and we're going to hear about this around the 18th of April, I think they're just going to suspend him for a certain period of time. Right. And I guess we just accept to what, whatever comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but let's move on from the serious, problematic people. All right. Okay, <laughs> um, okay we're going to go into... Um, another tough topic for me because we're talking about some Fantastic Beasts reactions, which were positive. Oh, you wanted it to be bad? No, I didn't want it to be bad, but it's it's hard to hear that it's going to be good because it's just false hope to me, you know? Okay. You, yeah. you know how against I am about this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not even going to go into it, but... Um, Is it a Mullerism this one as well? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we're not talking about him anymore, right? Yeah, we're done. It's Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it we're is. done. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, no, it does hurt to say, but apparently the movie is not half bad. Apparently. Um, yeah, like the reactions aren't anything amazing. You know, the common themes across all of them is that it's better than the previous one, which is horrible. Um, it's fun. And, you know, it saves what feels like a franchise that was cursed. Um, so lads, you know, we're seeing this tomorrow. How are we feeling about these early reactions? Is there any excitement brewing in you guys? Now, take this with a grain of salt. Like, the grainiest of grainiest. So you can take a pinch and just release half that pinch <laughs> of that salt you're grabbing. But I'm a smidge hopeful No. that this will be an okay film now. <laughs> okay film, mm. you know? Uh, the trailers did zero justice to this franchise at all. Mm-hmm. But based on this reactions yeah you, you have to have some sort of hope especially after that second film where it just shat on not only the harry potter universe and magic itself but like mm. no yes sorry i mixed my words up the harry potter and magic universe itself it's shat yeah. on that you know like 
And if this can bring that sort of spark back, then maybe Fantasy Beast from 5 can build up on that mm. and get somewhere close, not quite to that level, but close to level Harry Potter. And if they can do that, I'm all for it. But I don't think they can. It's going to be an okay film. By okay, I mean 50 or less percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. Wait, so you think there's a chance that it could be great given the right team behind it and not that great, it could be not, not great good okay you think that it could be good but at the level of harry potter but you don't think it will yeah okay yeah okay i mean at this stage i think based on the trajectory and the characters that they've established and also the withdrawals that had with characters they've set up characters they've withdrawn them mm. um i don't think there's a chance where you can create a coherent arc to Mm. everything i think you can create as you say a good story by the end Mm. i don't think there's a chance you can remotely rival the originals absolutely i just just you've i think it was over in the first film and i don't mean that to say the first film is bad Mm. but i i mean to say that the first film was decent it was decent, it, but but it had no foundations there yeah. to establish great. I agree. Um, so, you know, the, it's the M word for me. Yeah. That the M word is is perhaps what might save this franchise from being bad. It's magic. Oh, okay, yeah, I was going to say magical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but ma- magic, magical, you mm-hmm. know... Um, if you can feel magical mm. and you, and you feel like you've been sucked into that world, then you can be convinced that the story isn't abysmal. Yeah. that That's when you can be convinced. Yeah. But if you have no magic and you just have bland story, yeah, goodbye. Yeah. It's done. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, you, you put this on our little group chat that we have. I didn't believe, I thought that was like a meme you're sending of the good <laughs> reactions. It's like, yeah, nah, like he's just messing with me. <laughs> I looked into it and, you know, I sort of saw the theme across all the reactions here and, and most of them point towards uh, the term fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I see the trailers and almost everything in those trailers are referring back to the Harry Potter films. You know, Hogwarts is there, the room yeah. of requirement, mm-hmm. and, and, and all that stuff. It's, it's Dumbledore. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even the poster is just a shot off Hogwarts the, with and the Phoenix. The and, Phoenix, yep. And yeah. a giant word, Dumbledore. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like um, it's just fun because it's so closely tied to the originals because that's their only thing that they can rely on they have to go back to that to get anything out of it mm-hmm. they can't establish their own thing so i'm worried that i'm gonna go see this tomorrow and i'm gonna enjoy it because it's got harry potter elements in it i'm not gonna enjoy it because mm. it's fantastic beast yeah you, you're gonna see yeah. something that's squeezing squeezing blood out of a stone yeah yeah um off is the stone yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i don't i don't trust i don't trust these at all i gotta see how the story goes but I tell every single person that I that whenever this Harry Potter or Fantastic Beast comes up that they're making five movies from a book that is shorter than the first Harry Potter yeah. book. 
Yeah. 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 That, that's like extending the hobbits into three films when it should be one. Yeah. yeah. The, the, there's no logic behind it. And if you're going to make movies out of it, you have to really kind of write almost page for page and it doesn't translate to, uh, you know, the film medium. Yeah. yeah. But remember J.K. Rowling wrote the first two screenplays for Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Cloves. Do you guys know Steve Cloves? I do not. Uh, yeah, he wrote like... he wrote every single Harry Potter movie except for Order of the Phoenix, I think, which is not not one of the top. Of no, course. it's, a, I think it's perhaps my, one of the weakest. Yeah, yeah. I think it was my worst one. We yeah. yeah. Um, so he... And he was quite close. Um, he was quite close with the Harry Potter franchise. Him and J.K. Rowling are super close, um, and they've paired up together. And I think Steve Close can bring that sort of that film element to it and translating it better to the screen. So yeah. that's my only hope there. But I'm gonna find out tomorrow, and our review is gonna be up uh, later in the week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this will be answered very soon for us. Um, but yeah, we're gonna continue on now. Uh, we got a release date for. The Game of Thrones spin-off series, HBO Max's uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, they announced that the series is going to be debuting on August 21st. That's only four months away. That's pretty close. I was expecting a little bit down the line. And, you know, even more interesting is that it overlaps the Lord of the Rings. Mm. So we're going to be seeing, you know, these two juggernauts in the fantasy genre going head to head. And they're both prequels to their main storyline. So, you know, that, that makes it more interesting. You know, Game of Thrones, you know, it, it's um, cemented its spot in legacy. You know, it broke records through Emmy nominations, uh, cable viewership, illegal downloading, reached yeah. new heights from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, are, are you guys excited that we're going to be seeing, you know, these two fantasy franchise juggernauts, you know, go head to head? And at the end of the day, which, movie, which one's going to come out on top? Oh, gosh. I mean, that final one's a hard question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one's going to come out on top? I don't think House of the Dragon is even... I mean, in terms of, like, popularity and viewership. Uh, I mean, Game of Thrones will. By, by, oh, by you think shot. so? Oh, yeah. Um, House of the Dragon's not designed to be a multi-season uh, narrative arc. It's a, a relatively short book, short book, all things considered. Hmm. Um, also, it's a prequel people already vicariously understand the storyline if you've seen game of thrones and if you've seen it with a level of understanding say you're a book reader Mm. and say you're a a series watcher and you're actually quite avid at it Mm. you're going to understand the entire arc and and beats that general beats of house of dragon it's been Mm. explained wait so you think house dragons will have a you know higher viewership than lord of the rings series is that what no, you're saying? Lord of the Rings will have higher. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is that I think that uh, the original Game of Thrones TV series will be larger. Oh, right. Okay. But, but by far. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that being said, all that said, I am excited for the series. Mm. And I'm not excited for it because it's related to Game of Thrones. I'm excited because it's not related to D&D. With Damon Lindelof and D.B. Weiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a fair comment. And, you know, look, uh, I may give them flack. I, I, I may feel, you know, that they failed that last season. But they wrote, they did write some fantastic episodes. Yeah. I can't judge them on that. 
they're good writers when they were passionate about what they, they were doing. Be, yeah, when they but had they the books didn't behind them. When they what? Had the books behind them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> when they had the books behind them. <laughs> I think a season six, they didn't have the books behind them, did they? No, I mean, I think from and that, that was a great season. But but you know, so you, you, can, at but... the same time, there were entire sequences yeah. in the series that were not in the books that yeah. they had written themselves. But yeah. They were fantastically mm. written scenes, which you know, to me, tells me that you know these guys could write. But it, the problem was they had no passion anymore, mm. no drive to do it. Yeah, and it's a shame. Mm. It's a shame to see that. I am excited to see this series because I want to see where it goes. I want yeah. to see the potential without DB, D&D, and their lack of drive anymore. Mm. Yeah. Um, it has Matt Smith in it. I really like Matt Smith. I think he's a great performance actor. Yeah. It has Olivia Cook in it. I really, really like Olivia Cook. Mm. I think she's a great actress. Yeah. It has a whole bunch of really interesting casting choices that i'm really happy with mm. I'm, uh, and surprised by yes fair enough yeah so yeah i'm in but yeah. there's a big big asterisk there i, I mean are you, are you surprised that it's coming so soon like august that's pretty close i don't know man the last two years have been so wild i'm not surprised by much anymore <laughs> fair <laughs> enough man I, mean, I can't say anything there you're absolutely right yeah nam what do you think about this I mean, it's going to be awesome having two fantasy series mm. pretty much out at the same time. Like, yeah. I don't think we've, from my memory, I don't think we've ever had that before. Yeah. And like, it's going to give those fantasy fanboys and girls like, yeah, you something. know, like excitement to look forward to and stuff. Yeah. Um, And we're actually going to see a real battle between, I mean, when, it, when first Game of Thrones came out, I mean, there was comparisons to all the original yeah, all the rings, and we got, we have a battle on our hands right now. We have House of Dragon <laughs> up against Rings of Power right now. Mm, we're gonna yeah. see which juggernaut you, franchise. Oh, yeah, can, and we're just naturally we're gonna compare yeah, these can come episode to episode. Definitely, yeah. definitely, like no question about it. It's gonna be compared to each other. Mm. Um, in terms of what franchise, I think will come on top. Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Without a doubt, I think the last two seasons of game of thrones did more damage to the game of thrones franchise than what the hobbit did to the lord of the rings because at least mm. the hobbit is more watchable oh, yeah. than the last two seasons and i think based on that fact alone like i think lord of the rings has the edge uh the trailers may not have done it justice but you know we've been proven wrong with shang chi and free guy before in terms of its trailers yeah that's true the end product yeah. is what matters at the end of the day and absolutely lord of the rings can nail that narrative the the essence of Middle Earth, awesome. What we're getting from House of Dragon, from what I understand, it's going to be Targaryen based. Yeah. yeah. What one house? Hmm. You're diluting your product right there a little bit based on one house compared to like what nine, ten. Yeah. Ish. I mean, there'll be other factions. I mean, yeah, the, Star yeah. the Starks have been around for thousands of years. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it's not going to be the main folk. The main point. Yeah. 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 The whole the whole point would be the Targaryens. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I'm I'm backing my horse on Lord of the Rings for this one. It, it's tough to sort of you know pick between them because they're so massive in their own ways. <laughs> yeah, and the series are kind of their own like they're kind of the same premise. Yeah, you know they're both like a prequel pre to the main yeah. storyline. Yeah, exactly. So it's like 
I mean, how, how do you choose between this? Um, That's why it's a battle. If I, if, I, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna choose here, you know, House of Dragon. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. So, so, so am I the only one here that's Lord of the Rings? Because I'm pretty sure Kai seen House no. of Dragon. I. How do you mean the House? Of, when did I say that? I thought I thought when Kynes, uh not Kynes, He said Lord of the Rings would win in terms of viewership. Right. In terms of viewership. Yeah. Right. But in quality, I, I I actually think HBO has a better track record than Amazon. Um, I don't yeah. know what Amazon's track record is for live action adaptations of yeah. things, especially original live action adaptations. Right. We have the yeah. boys. Yeah. And they've Amazon has proved they don't care. They yeah. don't care how far they go. Invincible. That's original. Yeah. It, uh, yeah mm. i suppose well, it's an adaptation That's what I as, yeah. as is the boys yeah. yeah but um i suppose yeah it shows that but i think i would have more faith in hbo yeah um, I mean, to produce something that being yeah. said this i think exciting. there's <laughs> more an, potential with the yeah. lord of the rings because oh. it's newer it's fresher you don't know what to expect it's tough. I don't. I don't even know if you two are against me or me and you against me. I yeah, mean, I don't that's know. in point. There was you're, a point. You're playing both sides yeah. here, man. Yeah, you're, you're, you're being the name. I'm with you. Okay, oh. House of Dragon. I'm with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think oh, House of Dragon. Another James vs. Kind. Uh, uh, J James and Nyan team up. Uh, James and Kind team up against yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of quality, I think House of Dragon's gonna win. Viewership, I think House of Dragon as well. I don't think the House of Dragon will be the more interesting series. Series, yeah. But I think it will probably be the better one. Oh shit! We have two battles on the series. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say this. Um, I like the House of Dragon trailer. I didn't like the Lord of the Rings trailer. I don't think anyone liked the Lord of the Rings. And trailer. but you, <laughs> yeah, Although, trust me, a lot of people liked it. But no, but I mean, in terms of Nan's point, it's the final product product that you know matters at the end of the day. Um, but I still see HBO coming on top with this because, you know, Amazon Studios, they're still quite new in producing new content. I don't know if they can handle a billion dollar budget. Um, HBO has proven time and time again, the original series can flourish. Oh yeah. And you may have some passionate, you know, writers and filmmakers behind this actually trying to give this a, you know, a fair shot. George R. R. Martin is behind this project. Mm-hmm. I've read things about him. He is completely behind it. So I have faith in this, but I've also voiced my concerns to Kind multiple times about House Dragon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm going to pair it against Lord of the Rings, after seeing that trailer, my hype just dove completely. Viewership-wise, House of Dragon, I think that's quite easy. Yeah. Because it has HBO and HBO Max. They're two different things. You know, you've got cable viewership and then you've got the streaming service. So... Amazon Studios is still quite new, and Lord of the Rings is old now. It, it's old. Is there still a fan base? Like, obviously, the dedicated fan base from the last generation, but is the new generation really going to jump on board? I don't know. So, But, you, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm with you, James. I think mm. the trailer says a lot. I'm with you in yeah. the sense that I think the trailer of House of Dragon was better. Yeah. It was a better trailer. Mm. I don't. I know trailers mm. don't mean anything yeah. in a long scheme. You can have bad trailers and great movies, and you have um, good trailers and bad movies. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think what they were showing there was a mm. tone, and the yeah. tone looked good. I think like one thing we can all agree on, all three of us, 
us three will win at the end of the day. Yeah. We will win. The you consumer know? wins. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We get, we're going to get some, you know, two great TV shows here, you know, based on stuff that we love. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to you know dive right into it through our reviews and hopefully watch a few of these episodes together and just sort of have fun with it because it's going to be a good eight weeks or so of just fantasy goodness great content yeah. yeah yeah there's no complaints for me at the end of the day um but you know we're gonna move forward now um my final podcast in a little while so i couldn't help but put nolan news into this um you guys know i'm a massive nolan fan um but i don't think the topic of you know nolan's upcoming oppenheimer film has no, ever come I, up i don't think it has and not in depth at yeah. all yeah i no. think the news of it started just before we started to get into this podcasting thing and yeah. then it kind of took a break i know it's filming right now um but yeah no this week we had news gary oldman is going to be joining the cast of oppenheimer small role i know that um but you know this cast is growing to really ridiculous ridiculous lengths um I think something special is brewing here. You know, so far, the cast of Oppenheimer includes uh, Killian Murphy, Florence Pugh, Kenneth Branagh, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Jack Quaid, Jason Clark, Rami Malek, Josh Peck, David Dasmalchian, I think I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Benny Safdie, Alex Wolf, Dane DeHaan, uh, Devin Bostick, um, Alden Ironhide. Iron Hike, yeah, yeah. I I don't know how to pronounce the one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now we have got Gary Oldman. You know, filming is currently yeah underway. Um, I don't think this cast is growing any further, but uh, it's still huge. You know, it's going to be shot in IMAX, uh, sixty and sixty-five millimeter film. It's going to be the first film to shoot shoot IMAX black and white analog photography. Hoyt Van Hoytema is your cinematographer. Oh. Um, Ludwig Jorensen composing the score. Oh, how good. Boys, where's our hype level for this one? So let me just... Let, let's get this straight. Every single actor and actress is in this film right now. Yes. From what you said. Oh, <laughs> shit, Nolan, how the hell do you have the pockets for that? God damn. Nah, jokes aside, this is going to be a special movie. I mean, the cast itself is fantastic. It's fought off amazing actor and actresses gary oldman just is just you know they're just further to what cherry on top the cherry on top yeah. thank you yes i mean he's worked with Nolan in the past and it's a success and what is going to bring us going to be the same as well mm. and what you're saying on the technical levels it's the first black and white film shot in imax that is going to be something special in itself like, yeah i think mm. this could potentially be an Oscar for Nolan mm. based mm. on the premise and stuff. Yeah. Like, I really hope he gets a bit more recognition for this from critics and fans alike. Cause overdue I, for sure. Yeah. Cause what this film is born out towards and yes, it's real life mm. based on real life events. Like it's going to be special. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think what Nayan's saying is true. I mean, I think this is perhaps the first film I've heard about from Nolan that I could imagine him winning oscars for mm. uh, genuinely because yeah. it's a very sensitive subject matter in american history yeah it's also one of the most fascinating and interesting ones yeah. the whole manhattan project is amazing mm. um how it came to be yeah the, the whole concept behind it. einstein um sending a message to the president of the united states saying 
build an atomic bomb or the Nazis <laughs> will. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like yeah. the whole concept behind how it even came to be. Mm. And then the United States goes, yep, we need to do that. Mm. Um, I just think it's the, the, con- the whole concept is it's, I know it's been done. I know it's been uh, done through documentaries and short f- and, and some films. Yeah. But it's never been done at a scale that, I guess, respects the magnitude of its significance. Mm. And maybe it's a bit disgusting to to call the creation of the atomic bomb, um, you know, a magnitude. Yeah. But yeah. it's a terrifying achievement yeah. of humanity, much like um, going to the moon is a beautiful achievement. Yeah. Creating an atomic bomb is a terrifying achievement. Yeah. Um. And it's a I nice think, way to put it, man. Yeah, I think that this is a film that Nolan can do that really perhaps touches on sensitive kind of wounds mm. that the United States opened up. Yeah. Um, the United States opened these wounds and the rest of the world opened these wounds and now we're stuck here. Yeah. And it's a time right now where nuclear threat is <laughs> at its highest since the Cold War. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, it's, it's a time, and a scary thought. I think that this film being shot in sixty-five millimeter and in the epic scope mm. is exactly what this this needs. Yeah, I've only seen the Manhattan Project done once in black and white, and that was by David Lynch. Yeah. And um, it was terrifying yeah. to, to see it. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. It's good. Good to hear you're excited for a Nolan movie, yeah. as we all should be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm super excited for this. I thought Dunkirk would be one that where he would have you know a legitimate case Mm. to be you know considered for an oscar and he was nominated Mm. but i hope this is something where he can actually get true recognition from Mm. um and 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 you're right i never really considered you know the current circumstances we're facing you know the world is facing with this the nuclear threats and stuff and how this might be an extremely timely movie Mm -hmm. and whatever angle nolan's going to go for here i don't know but it might just hit the right note with people mm. it might be it might be what the world kind of needs right now yeah um i'm not saying it's going to solve issues and, and whatnot but it might be something that you know people can watch and find solace watching so uh, yeah I, i'm i'm super excited for it it has a hundred million dollar budget and it doesn't mm. feel like a movie that really requires that budget yeah yeah <laughs> and i don't know about how much this cast would demand but I feel like anyone who would join this would is not going to demand you know ten million dollars for. They won't demand much yeah. at all. I'd They're there for the feel, recognition. Yeah, I'm yeah. to take whatever you can from Nolan film. Yeah, yeah. So besides an amazing Nolan film on the horizon, by the sounds of it, another one here is that you guys are forgetting Florence Pugh. She mm. works with Denis Villeneuve next year for Dune Part Two, oh. and Nolan's Oppenheimer. Those are two giants yeah those are two giants in the directing business and if you have signed up for a role on both of those guys movies on the same year you're you're winning yep so i mean i feel sorry for her because that's going to be the most demanding year of her life i think 
uh, I don't think no. she's going to face a more demanding year no. of her life. And so it's it's going to be the to... year that puts her on the map. I mean, you're with two yeah. huge directors. Yeah. Everyone's going to notice Florence Pugh and every director wants Florence Pugh in their film mm. after, after 2023. I also feel sorry for Kyan here as well because it means her performance in Midsummer <laughs> is going to go down to like her sixth best performance. <laughs> oh, dear. Six, 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 It'll be worse. third. Yeah, probably. <laughs> It'll be Dune on top. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to move on to the box office estimates for the weekend now. So, uh, number one, we got Morbius at $39.1 million. Uh, second, Lost City at $14.8 million. Uh, third, The Batman, $10.8 million. Fourth, Uncharted, $3.6 million. And fifth, RRR, Rise, Raw, Revolt with $2 million. Uh, You know, Morbius, you know, it opened up on the lower end of uh, expectations. You know, the, the reviews are pretty pretty bad i think we've all seen the Rotten tomato score for it yep. um it's still pretty impressive for a, a non-property oh yeah so and you know we are still fighting a pandemic here and box office is rebuilding right now um but you know sony extends its you know hot streak here venom 2 did good spider-man did amazingly and uncharted is doing unexpectedly well it's still in the top five um but you know the lost city held out quite strong kept the batman at third you know what do you guys think about this weekend's box office I mean, last week, minimal words here. Last week, I said Batman will be back on top. <laughs> and when I said that, I completely forgot about Morbius because that's a new film. And I was the wrong. The real Bat one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to process that. But yes, yes, this week the real bat one but the true bat wins at the end of the day <laughs> but yeah i mean morbius is a new film that came out obviously that's going to be get more recognition but lost world i wasn't expecting that to beat batman and it did so i'll i'll eat my fucking crow here and be like, oh shit i was wrong i'm yeah. still amazed i'm pretty sure batman crossed 700 million worldwide which You're is right it did which is a great feat yeah I mean, it's inching closer towards batman v superman and i hope as you as uh, mm. Two with me, James, that it beats Batman vs. Man because it's definitely the better film compared to that film. I don't think it will. I, d- I, d- I don't think it will. It bombed in China. That's, I know. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. I think uh, it's looking to make around 400 million in the United States. Yeah. That's an amazing feat on its own. Mm-hmm. And I think you're looking around, you know, 420 to 450 internationally. So you're looking around 820 to 850 million just mm. under the Batman vs. Superman. But it's a pandemic, it's a three hour original batman movie the third still version did. of him in 10 years still done amazing and yeah. and also um its budget was extended beyond what it originally was meant to exactly due to COVID exactly this problems. is an amazing achievement yeah. regardless i yeah. mean in yeah. terms of morbius i think it's going to drop it significantly you've got dumbledore coming out uh there's negative reviews i don't think it's gonna yeah, uh, yeah. i don't know. I think it's gonna be uh, it'll be top five but i don't think it'll be top three and, I mean, I'm willing to eat my words because I think, you know, um, I, I, don't, I don't like the first Venom film. And yeah. to be honest, I stick to that to this day. I, I, I think it's a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Yeah. But um, he, he however, <laughs> um, it earned $857 million, was it? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a movie designed for casual moviegoers to go and have a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. It's designed to, to, to go there and absorb it and mm. you know 
leave and be like, all right, that was a wild experience. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's definitely a wild experience. I agree with that. Um, and I don't know, maybe Morbius is the same. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. Yeah, I've thought about that. Eh? I'm, th- I'm thinking, yeah. I don't know, maybe Morbius is like that wild thing where you watch it and you're like, what the hell did I just see? And then you're like... You show you your friends sh- and... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, Morbius, $75 million budget, it doesn't need to make much to make a profit. That's true. So, it's already made half of it back. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's around like 80, 80, 80 million or so worldwide. I think you're looking at around 300 million in total. And I think... yeah. That's a positive return at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Um, especially for a movie that's getting the critic reviews. Get, um, yeah, get ready for Morbius 2, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, let's hope, you know, audiences, uh, they follow Martin Scorsese's wise words on this movie <laughs> and they go see the truest height of cinema. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that is going to do it for us today on the Let's Be Real podcast. I mean, do you guys agree with everything that's been discussed here today? You know, do the reactions to the Fantastic Beast film that give you hope for that franchise? You know, or perhaps, while heavily unlikely, you're more excited than I am for Nolan's Oppenheimer film. <laughs> now, what, whatever it is, whatever your thoughts are, head on over to our Instagram at MovieGains and we can have a chat. We're also active on Facebook, Twitter, and MovieGains.com if those platforms are your, more your cup of tea. As always, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Cheers to everyone who tuned into our show today. It's always a great time being a part of your day by discussing all things pop culture. See everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll talk to you next time. See you later. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye.